Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or quite frankly anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family at KessingerRealEstate.com. And Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Oxford. Go to the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555. Or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Show Believe It on this podcast, a part of the Believe Network. The Rebels take care of UCA just a couple of days ago. Now it's on to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets in Atlanta and uh, Bobby Dodd Stadium, the oldest uh, stadium, I think, in the country. Bobby Dodd Stadium at Grant Field. Uh, the Rebels only played uh, Georgia Tech four times. The last time was... Uh, I think 2014 maybe in the uh, Music City Bowl. So that series is tied at 2-2. Two to two. They'll face each other just for the fifth time. So uh, the Rebels and the Yellow Jackets, the ACC versus the SEC. Uh, kickoff is at 2.30 Central, and that will be, of course, on ABC. Now, today we'll have Rod McKenzie, who works for Jackets or GoJackets.com, the 24-7 affiliate uh, for Georgia Tech. And um, – Kind of break down this offense and defense that Georgia Tech and and Jeff Collins is going to bring to the table. This Tech uh, team, I'll be honest, they're non-conference games. They have two SEC teams, and then, of course, they've got Western Carolina. The rest are conference games. Uh, 
So, you know, and, and I said so in the interview itself. It's it's not set up for any coach to win very much uh, with the schedule that you have to face Georgia every single year. And uh, that's just a tough schedule for anybody. So we'll get into it with uh, Rod here in just a moment. Remember, today's show is uh, brought to you by our uh, Thailand presenting sponsor, Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online, remember the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports teams. Contests and events with the first to market odds and lines. Bet Online, where the game starts. And of course, coming to you from the Debbie Johnson studio. Debbie is, of course, our real estate agent here at the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. If you've got any commercial property that you're looking for, Maybe you're looking to move to Oxford. Maybe you're just looking to move anywhere in the state of Mississippi. Debbie should be your first phone call. Uh, Debbie is our real estate agent here at the Believe in Miss podcast. She can be yours today. We'll get with Ryan in just a moment. want to thank you so much for the growth we've had here at the show. This year it's really taken off, and that's because of you. And it's it's been just um, – it's just been very, very rewarding to see just just how much we've been able to grow, and it's because of the grassroots effort that uh, you guys share the show. And uh, you know, you come up to me uh, when I see you, and and it means a lot when you when you tell me that you enjoy the show, and it means a lot. There's a lot of work that gets put into this, and we appreciate you listening, whether it be uh, through our website uh, at, at rebs247.com, inside the Rebels and affiliate with 247 Sports. And uh, whether you listen there, you listen through iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast, just uh, you can just search "Believe It Ole Miss" and it's right there. And uh, means a lot. And we're very, very grateful for the growth that we've been able to have. So grateful for our sponsors uh, that support the show, and we're grateful for you, the listener. We'll get to ride here in just a moment as we continue on the "Believe It Ole Miss" podcast right here on the Believe Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show.
welcome in Rod McKenzie, who is part of the Go Jackets 247 site, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Rod, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, it's good to be here uh, talking sports. A lot of Ole Miss fans are excited about this matchup with Georgia Tech. I know you guys are excited as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, and the if for, for those who go way back, uh, you know, at one time, uh, Ole Miss and, and uh, Georgia Tech were in the same conference, and then of course Georgia Tech left the left the SEC, and, uh, and here we are, the first time since. Uh, 2013, I believe, when they uh, both played in the Music City Bowl. And this 2022 team, uh, Rod, looking at quarterback, looks like it's going to be Jeff Sims, a sophomore quarterback. Is uh, What can Ole Miss fans expect to see out of Sims? Well, you know, uh, last game we really didn't get a chance to see the real Jeff Sims because they, they had a short week. They had a Monday night game with Clemson. Uh, so they really only had two days of, of practice to to get ready for the next game. So they they made the decision to, to you know go vanilla and just pretty much keep the ball on the ground. I think in the second half they only threw the ball three times and only seventeen times in the entire game. You know as opposed to to running the ball thirty four times. So I, I think you know, you know Sims is a, is a kid who's very athletic. Um, you know, you can expect him to run the ball. Um, and also, excuse me, he'll he'll throw those short passes and then occasionally go for the bomb. Looking on the ground, uh, it, you, you know, we, we've seen Dante Smith, the redshirt junior. Who else can we be looking for on the ground uh, for the Jackets? We have Dylan McDuffie, who's a transfer from Buffalo, and he, he gained over 1,000 last year playing for Buffalo, and he played for, for – uh, Coach Mike Daniels, who is the new uh, running back coach at Georgia Tech, and you also have Hassan Hall, uh, who transferred from Louisville, and he, besides, uh, you know, being a running back, he also returns kickoffs. So those will be your three guys. They'll they'll rotate them, you know, based on the situation, you know, and what they're we're looking to do on a certain play, and and what Daniels feels. Uh, that particular play is best suited for which of his three back, you know, backs that he has available for the, that particular situation. Looking back at that Clemson game, Sims actually was the leading rusher at 13 carries for 41 yards. What I liked about Sims more than anything, Rod, is his ability to get the ball down the field. I mean, threw for 164 against that Clemson defense, one touchdown, one interception, completed 23 balls. Yeah, and, and the, the thing that really, really uh, – hurt the Georgia Tech offense in that game was uh, penalties. I mean, every time they, they got the ball into Clemson territory, uh, you know, somebody was uh, jumping off sides, illegal procedure penalties, that type of thing. And you, and that came with a, a, a group of, of five players that, you know, only one of them had started the game at Georgia Tech previously. So, you know, first game jitters playing before a large crowd. And, and of course, they corrected that in, they didn't have a single procedure penalty the following week. Big game also by Nate McCollum, uh, the sophomore wide receiver. Uh, possibility, maybe Malachi Carter, E.J. Jenkins. Uh, who other than uh, McCollum is someone you think might step up against the Rebels? You know, McCollum has been the most consistent guy offensively uh, for the season. He's the, he's the fastest guy on the team. Uh, you could probably maybe look for him occasionally to do an end-around play. He scored on a 40-yard end-around against Western Carolina. 
Uh, he returns punts. And, and after that, they're still looking for somebody that can, you know, consistently make contributions. And that, that's been the issue at the, uh, at the wide receiver position. A guy they were really counting on this year, uh, was, uh, Leo Blackburn, who, uh, right before preseason practice started, you know, broke his wrist. So they're waiting on him to come back. He's a six foot five receiver, you know, that can create a lot of mismatches and, uh, unfortunately, they haven't had him available yet. Now, you look at this offensive line, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Rod, a lot of the, the, the projections have anywhere from a redshirt freshman transfer, Corey Robinson uh, the second, all the way across the board. It's all freshman and sophomore. Are, is there someone a little more experienced that, that will step up there? Yeah, Jordan Williams is the guy, and, you know, he'll, he'll play most of the game at right tackle, but, you know uh, – Every once in a while, in, in one of the series, they they will flip flop, put him over at left tackle, and, and bring in Jakiah left, which at right tackle. And uh, you know they they practice that all the time, so it's not something that you know that they're not used to as far as you know working together in chemistry and that type of thing. And then at the two guards, you, they've been rotating four guys, but I think the two that they're they're eventually going to end up using will be. Uh, Pierce Quick, who transferred from Alabama, and Paul Cho, who, who transferred from Clemson. So you have two guys that come from winning programs or you know how to, to get it done as far as winning games. And then you have the, uh, the redshirt freshman, uh, Weston Franklin, who uh, got his baptism last year in the final two games. All he had to do was block against Notre Dame and Georgia. Very similar to Ole Miss, there's a lot of transfers on this offense, and you named a lot of them across the offensive front with Pierce and Choho. Uh, I know it's only been two games. How have these tra- how have these transfers uh, meshed in so far, for the best you can tell? You know, I was just looking at, at that uh, earlier today, and they against Western Carolina, they started uh, 11 transfers, <laughs> which is a pretty good, pretty large percentage. You know, as far as you know, upgrading your roster. Uh, I think, you know, Dylan McDuffie, uh, the, the two guys you mentioned, uh, in the, the uh, defense, you have a transfer from South Carolina starting a defensive tackle. You have Keon White, uh, who missed last season with an injury and already has three sacks and ten tackles from the first two games. He's a transfer at defensive end. And then you have uh, A. Sealy, who's, who's in his second year as a starter. He's a transfer from Maryland. And then you go back to the secondary, and you have K.J. Wallace, a, a transfer from Notre Dame. So when they went about upgrading the roster, you know, and, and looking at, you know, who should we add, they, they for the most part, pick guys from winning programs and, and try to, you know, make the uh, – you know, the culture of the team upgraded with these type of guys. Yeah, that was my next question. Uh, Rod, you jumped over to the defense exactly where I was going. You're right, a lot of transfers, but it appears to be a lot more uh, experience on the defensive side of the ball. Is that pretty fair to say compared to the offense? Yeah, the the two starters at corner have have played three or four years each. Uh, The two safeties, although they're they weren't starters, you know, they played in you know, your nickel and dime packages. And so they have, have plenty of experience. They've been in the program for three or four years. So, yeah, they, and of course the, the, the player that the two players probably that are, are the leaders of the 
of the uh, defensive team are the Ace Ely, the, who I previously mentioned, also Charlie Thomas, uh, who who missed the. He, he's another linebacker. He's the he's the playmaker on defense. He missed the first half of the game last week because of a targeting penalty against uh, Clemson. He came in and all he did in the second half was uh, finish with eight tackles, uh, two tackles for a loss, and an interception. So. Uh, you know, they, they really rely on the linebackers to make plays. Redshirt freshman, uh, Jude Kelly, is he going to be the place kicker uh, come Saturday? He'll be the place kicker. Uh, he, he kicked the ball well in the opening game, and then last week a, a high snap and a bad placement, you know, led to a, a miss. But he's, he's been, you know, we, we get to go to, uh, to practice a couple times a week, and we did, and we we went every day during preseason camp, and he he was pretty consistent and very rarely missed. So uh, I think they're they're feeling pretty good about him as long as the uh, the long snapper who uh, is a is a started the season as a backup before we they, we had an injury, and uh, if he can be consistent, also I, I think the kicking game should be better than it has been in the past. Look, looking at this schedule, you know, obviously coming into the season, Rod, the 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 light was really really bright on uh, Jeff Collins. Maybe it maybe it stays bright. You know, I don't know. But looking at the schedule going forward, how important number one is this game against Ole Miss coming up on Saturday? And what does Jeff Collins have to do to keep his job uh, at Georgia Tech? Is there a particular record that he needs to get to? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about the particular record, but in games like this, just as as it was the case with Clemson and and maybe next week with uh, Central Florida, uh, these are games that that they have to show that they can compete and, and be in the game the whole way. And because I, I think they feel pretty confident that they can take care of business in the ACC. There's not any games that they have left in the ACC schedule that they're going to be overmatched. You know, they they lost three or four games last year in the fourth quarter uh, because they they just didn't know how to finish off games. So uh, I think if, if he can, even if he can get to, to six wins, I think his job is safe. But, you know, there's no doubt that everybody is watching what's happening very closely. It's, it's no secret, not only here at Georgia Tech, but around the country, uh, you know, that, that Jeff Collins has to win. And, uh, you know, he, he went up, and, and made a, a wholesale changes on the coaching staff. They brought in eight experienced Power Five coaches, which they didn't have before. You know, he he just brought his whole staff from Temple, basically, with him to Georgia Tech because he was hired right before the uh, signing day, his, his first season. So, with these experienced guys, I think game day decisions will be a lot better than they were in the past because these guys have all you know coached in big games. Georgia may be better than Alabama this year, right? Is there a possibility? It's almost unfair that Jeff has to start the season almost 0-1 out of the hole because you have to face Georgia. Is that a game that's going to continue for the foreseeable future, or is this something that the administration at Georgia takes kind of like, okay, what are we going to do here? Yeah, I think it. Uh, you know, I'm not a Georgia Tech grad, and uh, but I think based on what I hear, you know, from the, the Board of Regents that controls both schools, I think you're going to continue to see both teams play. And things go in cycles, 
and Georgia has all the money and Georgia Tech doesn't have the money and that's where everything got out of you know disjointed but uh, I think that game will continue. The final score, and I go back to that Clemson game because the, the final score is not indicative of how well I think Georgia Tech played. I think Dabo does what Dabo does, and that's blow things up in the fourth quarter. Uh, right or wrong, that's just the way he, he always operates. But anyway, 41-10 to 10 was the final score, much closer than that in my opinion. Looking at the ACC as a whole, Central Central Florida, uh, which is uh, who Georgia Tech will play the following week, at least next Saturday, uh, we've seen Pitt become vulnerable with Tennessee, Duke, Virginia, uh, Florida State seems to be pretty good this year. Then you've got Virginia Tech seems to be fairly pedestrian so far. It seems like, uh, Rod, these are not unattainable wins for Georgia Tech this year from what I saw. These seem like opportunities for the, for, for Tech this year. 100%, I agree with you. And, and, you know, going back to that Clemson game, it was 14-10 to 10 in the third quarter. Right. Uh, third down, uh, they flush the quarterback out of the pocket. He throws a high pass that wasn't going to be completed, and the cornerback gets caught holding, and, and they continue the drive. And on the next play, Charlie Thomas gets called for targeting. He gets thrown out of the game, and that's when things really started to get out of hand. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought Jeff Collins called a very good game, specifically offensively, putting Sims in in, in situations to succeed, and uh, I think that's probably what's going to happen on Saturday. What is the vibe around town? The vibe around campus uh, with an SEC coming coming into town playing. Uh, by the way, I think it's great that it's being played at Bobby Dodd and not at uh, some dome in downtown. I think it's great they're playing on campus. Uh, what is kind of the vibe around campus uh, with with Ole Miss coming to town? You know. Uh, Georgia Tech fans love playing SEC schools, but at the end of the year, you know, if they lose to those same SEC schools, they're mad, you know, so, you know, they want their cake and, and they need it too. But, you know, I, I, I like playing teams like Ole Miss, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's a challenge and it, and it just shows everybody, you know, what Georgia Tech has to do. And, and if they can get their fan base, uh, back behind the program and, and, you know, get the money situation under control because they're right right near the bottom of the uh, ACC as far as budget goes, that type of thing. You know, it, it makes makes everything a lot easier. They've, they've gone about their way of, of getting donations now to add, you know, the, the uh, non-field uh, coaches to the staff that every other program has that they haven't had, you know. Uh, you know, with your analysts and all that that type of thing, and so it, it you're starting to see that maybe pay off for Georgia Tech, but that's uh, they they need to win right now. They, it's it's something they can't wait for down the road. Well, I mean, you know, this is not uh, an excuse for Jeff Collins, and he would not say say it's an excuse by any stretch. You got nine conference games, and oh, by the way, your two non-conference games, not with that, with the exception of Western Carolina, are two SEC teams in Ole Miss and Georgia. I mean, you're not you're not helping the guy out at all, and I think at some point, from an administrative standpoint, if you're going to ask a coach to win at Georgia Tech, you got to help them out. Every SEC school, with the exception of maybe one game, you're playing a Power Five program. The rest are just are three games to get your team a chance to be successful. So, uh, real quick, what kind of a crowd are you expecting? I don't. I expect a lot of Ole Miss fans to be there because Atlanta is a great hub for Ole Miss. Have a big alumni association there in Atlanta. What type of what what type of crowd are you expecting in Bobby Dodd on Saturday? You know, you you would hope that that 
Well, first of all, we know there's going to be a lot of Ole Miss fans there, and that's that's not a bad thing in my mind. But you know, that brings in revenue. But Georgia Tech fans have to get out there. They can't wait till the team becomes a winner. They have to get out there and support the team, you know, from the get go. And and I think we'll we'll probably see that for this game because it it's it's going to be a a game where you see a nationally ranked team, and you'll have a chance to see where Georgia Tech is. Uh, you know, in their development. He is Ron McKenzie, writes over at Go Jackets and affiliate of 247 Sports at GoJackets.com. Kind enough to spend a few moments here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. Ron, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Brad. Enjoy talking. Thanks again to Ron McKenzie, who writes for GoJackets.com, the 247 Sports affiliate for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. It's Ole Miss and Georgia Tech, ACC versus SEC this Saturday. In Atlanta at Bobby Dodd Stadium, 2.30 Central is the kickoff. We appreciate you being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Network. want to thank our sponsor today coming to you, of course, from the Debbie Johnson Studios. Debbie Johnson, are you realtor with Cassidy Real Estate? You're looking for a home, commercial, maybe you've got that, that property you're looking to uh, put a lake on and put a cabin. Debbie's got you covered. Anything revolving any real estate whatsoever, our real estate agent right here at the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. Also excited about continuing to grow with Inside the Rebels and affiliate of 247 Sports. A game thread's going to be going on every single game at reps247.com. Excited about the growth. You're looking for recruiting information, game information, tidbits about the quarterback here, who's looking good at practice there. David Johnson and the entire crew at reps247.com, they have you covered. And uh, it's a great spot for you and to be a part of that community at reps247.com, Inside the Rebels, and affiliate of 247 Sports. Also excited about our sponsor, Bet Online. Remember, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events, first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today, use your promo code, and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. That code, Believe50. The promo code is Believe, B L E A V 50. There you can re- receive your 50% welcome bonus, your very first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Look forward to breaking down the game. Uh, it's Ole Miss and Georgia Tech. Following that, the Rebels will be looking to uh, come back home, face the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. We'll have all of that for you right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan COTE and at Believe Podcasts. 
as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. 